0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Well, hello. Welcome to bonus episode number two. I want to talk to you today about premarital counseling and doing wedding ceremonies. I have made a lot of mistakes along the way, and I hopefully want to save you from making those same mistakes. Let me pray, and then we'll get into seven tips about premarital counseling and wedding ceremonies. Okay, Father, help me to just be clear, concise, and helpful for these pastors that are listening in. And I ask that many weddings and couples that these pastors get to officiate weddings for would be encouraged by the gospel of Jesus and would be strengthened by the information and the help they receive from this very episode. And I trust God that you're going to work. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Okay, seven tips on premarital counseling and doing wedding ceremonies. Tip number one, open your Bible, and you've got to determine what weddings you will say yes to and what weddings you will say no to. Never agree to officiate a wedding for a believer and a non-believer. I mean, those are things that you have to be settled on. Two people are not to be unequally yoked. Just say sorry. You have to be okay with telling people, I don't feel comfortable with this. Um, One of the things that people have been freaking out about over the last few years have been being asked to do same-sex weddings. And I just want to tell you this, Pastor, you are free to say no to anyone who asks you to officiate their wedding. I've had to say no to countless number of people who have come to me, just heterosexual couples, who have said, I want you to officiate a wedding. And I've just said, sorry, I can't. At least... I would say coming up on 10 people at least, 10 couples who have asked me and I've said, I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable doing this or I'm sorry, I can't do this or just for some reason, I just can't. So you've got to be comfortable with that. Say no to believer and non-believer. And then just also determine if you're going to officiate weddings for non-believers, like two non-believers. I know some pastor friends that are okay with officiating weddings for non-believers. I am not. I will only officiate weddings for believers. And anymore, I just officiate weddings for people that are in our church. I don't really feel comfortable doing weddings for those who are not in our church. I've said no to family members. I've said no to friends that I played high school ball with. You've just got to find out with your Bible open where you land on who you feel comfortable Uh, marrying and who you don't feel comfortable marrying so open your Bible and then grow a backbone and stick to your convictions on this don't bend because if you bend your convictions years later you will think about and remember those weddings you officiated I still uh, have some people that I think about weddings that I should not officiating that that crashed and burned and I should I should have said no so you have to grow a backbone and stick to it number two never say yes before counseling sessions, premarital counseling sessions. So if a couple comes to you and says, hey, I want you to do our wedding, don't get all giddy and excited and say, yes, absolutely, I would love to, no matter who it is, if it's your brother, if it's your cousin, if it's your neighbor or your childhood friend you grew up with, never say yes immediately. You have to ask them first, will you do four, at least four, premarital counseling sessions, and then after that, will make the determination as to whether or not you're gonna do the, do the ceremony. If you just say yes right away, you don't wanna say yes, they start their plans, they get everything in, in line and in order, and then you start premarital counseling sessions, and then you have to realize, oh my gosh, it is an absolute train wreck. I can't officiate this wedding. There's no way I can do this. So never say yes first. Just do the premarital counseling sessions first. That's what I do, at least four sessions. Depending upon who the couple is, it may be more, um, usually it's never less, but at least four. Uh, tip number three, find good material for the couple and you to go through. So with every couple, I take them through the Bible together. So we'll study Genesis 1, 2, and 3, and then Ephesians 5 together. And I'll make them you know, do that, underline it, write out every question. You know, I'll say, hey, this week, this is your homework. Go sit, pop some popcorn, make some coffee. And you read these passages together and you talk, them, talk about them. And then write down every question that you have. And then we'll talk about that when we get back together. Uh, the next week or two weeks down the lo- right down the line, just whenever the next session is, and then I will also include in those four sessions. In one of those sessions, we'll we'll talk through the meaning of marriage by Tim Keller. I will make them have some skin in the game. They'll have to buy the book, and they'll have to read it together. And then I will also have some sermons for them to listen to. So I will have pre-selected sermons depending upon the couple, and I'll do the same thing. I'll say, you know what, Put a get a boom box out or your iPad or your phone and make some popcorn, get a soda, get some coffee, and sit down together and just listen to the sermon together. Make it fun, and then we'll talk about it. You don't have to agree with all of it, but we'll talk about it. And so I will give them content, and um, there will be some similarities from couple to couple, but I will make sure that they are challenged to think through marriage biblically, think through what they're doing biblically, and then after that we determine whether or not we will do the ceremony after those sessions. And things go well, then I'll say yes to doing the doing the ceremony, doing the wedding, and then um, I will also at that time ask them for homil- homiletical freedom. So. I have to have freedom on the content of my seven to 10 minute homily during the ceremony. And I think you do as well. You need to get freedom to preach the gospel, to talk to them from the Bible. And that's why it's crucial to, to officiate weddings for, for couples that are believers and who believe in the authority of the word. So get homiletical freedom. Okay, tip number four, uh, details. You got to ask questions. Okay, when is the date? You got to know the date of the ceremony and you got to get it on your planner. Put it in your planner. And then you have to know, is there a wedding planner or not? Okay, my first funny story here, the first wedding I ever did, uh, there was irony to it because it was in a uh, old c- uh, cemetery, like chapel building. And we got there to the rehearsal, and they all looked at me and said, okay, what do we do? And I had no idea that I was the ceremony planner as well. I was the wedding planner. Because I hadn't met with them beforehand, I didn't know that. It's going to be crucial for you to ask those questions and get those details. Is there a wedding planner or not? And then, most likely, the couple's going to need direction on the order of service. So you're going to need to get different options because in a Christian marriage ceremony, there are certain things that have to be there and then certain things that are optional. You need to give them the options of what their ceremony is going to be and help them build out the order of service. They don't need to do that alone. You can help them with that and give them options. You can write these out or you can look at these online or send them to websites for them to look, but make sure you make the order of service together. Give them options. And then also you need to remind them about the marriage license. You don't need to get to the wedding and the couple not have the wedding license and then be thinking, oh, I thought you were gonna do that, Pastor. Make sure you get that in line. And also, this is another important note, you need to make sure you know what to wear they're going to ask you or to either, you know, to, to get the flower or whatever that's called, the little thing that the men's men wear. I can't think about it right now. Uh, think of the word, but the little flowery thing on the lapel, you need to ask if you need to wear a certain color tie or if you can just wear your normal black suit or just whatever, ask them what to wear. Okay. Number five, tip number five, the rehearsal, the rehearsal, you need to be there on time, make sure you're not showing up late. You don't need to be panicky. Make sure your hair is done well, that you're looking sharp, and you get there and you're not rushing out of the car. When you get there, be an agent of peace. It's already chaotic. The rehearsal and the planning for the rehearsal is always crazy. It never seems like it's going to go well, and it, the first couple rehearsals, they don't go well. Nobody's like knows exactly what to do, but it ends up Working out the next day. So, you need to be an agent of peace when you get there. So, make sure and be there on time. Be prepared. If you are the ceremony director, be prepared to tell them where to stand and when to come in and when the bridesmaids and the groom the groomsmen need to walk in together or if they're going to the groomsmen are going to walk in with the pastor and with the groom behind the groom up front these are things that you've got to get worked out beforehand so when you get there if you're the ceremony director when people look at you you're not looking back with a blank stare make sure you know what to do at the rehearsal and then be rehearsal be, ask if they want you at the rehearsal dinner because sometimes they want you to pray over the rehearsal dinner just ask these questions sometimes they do want you there sometimes they don't but just be available to do that Number six, tip number six on the wedding day, make sure during the ceremony, again, be on time, be prepared, make sure everything is written up, drawn out, get a you know, kind of a black journal or something that you can have everything consolidated in that black journal. You don't need a Bible and a notepad because when you're standing up there, if you have, you only have two hands. And I made the mistake of having a, you know, a Bible and pieces of paper and a journal, the first few ceremonies that I did. And I didn't just didn't have the hands to do it. And so make sure you have just one wedding journal, get a moleskin or something, and then make a copy of your, Bible verses that you're going to be doing and then literally go to a copy machine, copy it and then tape it in your journal so you have everything consolidated on just two pages or three pages max in your journal so you're able to look look very professional, look very nice. If you want, you can get a bigger kind of leather binder, but just get something to where you don't have multiple items that you're having to shift around between hand to hand during the wedding ceremony day be on time, be prepared, make sure you have that journal or have that all consolidated into one thing, and then make sure and give them Jesus during your time to speak to them. Give them Jesus. This is about Christ and the church. Ephesians 5, this whole wedding is about Christ and the church, so don't miss the gospel. Don't miss the gospel. Make sure and give them Jesus. And then number seven, tip number seven, you got to make sure About the this is post ceremony, you got to make sure to fill out the marriage license appropriately. You're gonna need to do some study. In Illinois, here's how it works. It's really weird, and and marriage licenses are different from state to state and county to county. I didn't realize this. The first couple weddings that I did, I had to call people and ask literally as we're at the table filling out the ceremony or the uh, the license. Hey, how do I do this? Because it's so confusing. I mean, it's like calculus or something. And so you need to research beforehand and ask around, ask some pastors who have done some ceremonies before, ask around beforehand, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to fill this out? Go to the county, look it up online, but make sure you don't, uh, you know, you're, again, you're not looking at them with a blank stare when they give you the marriage license. And then ask them, this is again, post-ceremony stuff, ask them, If you were to turn it in or if they're going to turn it into the courthouse. Because I've had couples who had wanted me to turn it in within 10 days. It's got to be 10 days or a week, depending upon your county. And then couples who just said, hey, I'll take care of this. Or my mom and dad is going to drop it off or just whatever. And make sure you have that in line. And folks, that is the seven tips that I have for you about premarital counseling and wedding ceremonies. I hope they were helpful. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.